Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Welcome, everybody, to a fascinating afternoon edition of my independent report. My name, of course, is Kevin McDonald, and we are going to travel all the way down to Houston, Texas, for a little bit here. And we're going to talk to a fine young lady. Her name is Tony Dupree. She's an author. She's a business owner. She has got some a lot of stuff going on. Actually, she's a three-time author. And she's uh, been at least three. Tony, is that right? Now, by the way, welcome, Tony. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you very much. Is this uh, uh, now? You is that? Are you a three-time author? The third book is a co-author project. So. And that's yeah. that's one that we're going to talk about today. No, the third book. We're going to talk, I think we're going to talk about Straight Up from the Teacup. Yeah. Yes, that's that's the, that's the my third book, yes. And I just wanted to ask you, first of all, Straight Up from the Teacup, what's the name mean? So I'm an etiquette coach, and they have this little, um, I guess it's like a little, um, one liner to get you ready for gossip or whatever. And they usually say, I'm going to give you the tea. Well, I didn't really like that. So I wanted to put a more positive spin on that. So straight up from the teacup, since I'm an etiquette coach and everything. So that's where it came from. Very nice. Now explain to me, <laughs> what <laughs> is an etiquette coach? So an etiquette coach, the best way to describe it is I dab in best practice, you know, best practice in business, best practice in communication, best practice in relationships. It is not necessarily a better version of yourself. It is best practice in those relationships and how you treat people, how you communicate and engage with them. Are you finding that your business is growing because more people need to know about etiquette than ever before because they didn't get the training at home? Well, I don't know about the whole point if they didn't get the training at all, but I do, I can attest to the fact that my business has picked up a lot. And I, I, I guess I attribute it to the fact that so much is going on and we can't take ourselves so seriously but we do need to be prepared. So I just kind of look at it as that. And then there's been a, a change in how we interact on social media and how that whole tell it like it is kind of thing. It's not my favorite. Tell it like it is is not my favorite because it's not doing things people-minded. It's why. I mean, you can straight talk without telling it like it is. So. <laughs> well, oftentimes... Telling it like it that you know even that slogan telling it like it is is telling it like I want it to be, uh, so you know rather than giving people space 
you're telling them what you want them to do and how you want them to be. Right, right. And I and that never works just like saying what you should do or what you ought to do. That's always going to rub people the wrong way because it really gives the implication that they don't know what to do and they were waiting for you to come along and tell them exactly what to do and how to do it. Exactly. And nobody, nobody likes to be told what to do. Or no, no. I, I've been told on multiple occasions that I'm a lousy employee. And so, you know, I, I, I should be the boss because I'm just a crappy employee. So is it not taking the, uh, direction well, not following direction well, or not liking being told how to do something and when to do it? Uh, the, the, the second one, because, uh, because I've got, <laughs> I've got, I've got my own ideas about right. how things should go and how, and, uh, and now, now keep in mind that, that if I didn't know about something, if I was working with somebody and I had no knowledge and had no preconceived notions, then I would take their, their, their word and thoughts and, 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 and take, take it to heart. And, and to really work with them. But when I know better and mm -hmm. I know how things should go, right. and then they don't. Then I, 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 I kind of resist a little bit, I'm afraid. So I will tell you this. So um, during the day, I work at a middle school and um, it's great. It's great. But in the interview, the lady asked me, uh, would I follow direction? And I said, does the person giving direction know how to follow direction? And she said, that's a really strange question. I said, well, in order to lead, you have to first be able to follow. So the question is not necessarily for me. You know, the question is for the person who is leading. Because I always say, of course, to lead, you have to have you had to have followed at some some point in your life, you had to have followed. Someone. That, and, and, yep. and that, so I, uh, and then there, I, I get a lot of questions about working at the school. Like, why would you work at the school? You have a business. I feel like if you have something to give, the best time to give it is when you feel that you're busy and you have everything on your plate and you have no time and no effort to give because it's all directed to what you are doing. Because if you leave people minded, that's the best place to do it. When you have so many things, it keeps you organized and it keeps you um, prioritizing things a lot better. Now, it's practice. I think I think that's I think that's great. Now I gotta I gotta tell you, um, one of the th one of the jobs I've had that I that I really did quite well at was a city bus driver. Oh, okay. So I see a lot of kids and I see a lot of a lot of people that. I think could probably use a course in etiquette and mm -hmm. and an understanding of, of how really to communicate more effectively mm -hmm. and how to really listen and mm -hmm. stuff. Are you finding that, that the kids kids today, my goodness, have are you finding that kids today have got a li are, are are less equal or or the same as far as etiquette goes and taking care of of people and, and that kind of thing. I, oh no, I don't think they have it under control at all. At all, 
the kids today? Kids oh, today. No. Oh, no, no. It is let it all hang out and say whatever is on your mind. And, you know, dog eat dog. I don't know how so many children already have postured in this way so fast. I, I, I just think it's because the climate has changed so drastically is possibly why. But yes, I, I think, I, no, I do not think that they have it under control at all. No. And I've always wanted to ask this question of a middle, a middle school person who works with, those, with, with a lot of those kids. What's with the boys' pants? The sagging. <laughs> So you could ask that question a thousand times. You're going to get many different answers and it's not going to be straight. And so I approach it this way. Do you really know what message you're sending doing that? And they're like, I'm not sending any message. Yes, you are sending a message. Now, in my business, you're sending a message that you're, slop, that you're sloppy and you just didn't have time to put it all together. But in, in the real world, you're, you're sending a message, you're giving somebody an okay, that this is open for business. And so whenever I tell them that, the pants go way up. <laughs> you know, so uh, it's whatever works. It depends on who, which kid I'm talking to and, you know, However, and that's the whole thing about the book. Straight Up from the Teacup is being able to talk to any group of people, any language, you know, well, you know, uh, decent language. Well, if you can, depending on the situation. Um, and, um, and being open to listen to everything as well. You know, not taking yourself so seriously. The book is about so many things dealing with communication and engagement. And you, we ought to want to talk on all different levels to get somebody's attention. If you can't get it one way, try something else, you know. Well, I love your uh, um, the one of the taglines, which is get to the T of the matter, which right. is get to the get to the heart of the situation, I suppose. Without uh, beating around the bush. Yeah, and and that's 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 really important yeah, that that we and it's really important that you've written this book because I think that it that we as a culture have lost and I might be a little skewed because being a bus driver I tend to see the bottom third of of my community mm -hmm. of people that have a lot of money people that are invested in drugs they can't drive they and so forth and so on but. Uh, still, I, I think that we as a culture have kind of lost our ability to do something, to, to, to understand each other, to work together, to listen to each other, so that we can reach a, com a common accommodation of what we want to accomplish for our country and for, for each other. Is it? Do you find that to be your experience? My. Yes. And you know, I would, you know, because there's so many things I want to say. Say so. Say you. This is the forum. Say whatever you like. Yeah, because um, you know, 
one of my so one of my least favorite things about today is everybody is so easily offended. You know, um, I remember when I was a child, my mother said, and this is how I'm going to answer your question. My mother used to say all the time, people get not to like things. It's okay for people not to like something. Um, and that something may be you. It has, it's their right, you know. But today, being in this business and being, uh, it's a tough time to be an adult because the whole adulting thing is tough because before you even say good morning to somebody, you have to consider what mood they may be in. You know, like you're saying on the bus, um, people may get on the bus and they're not speaking. You know, they won't say good morning or good afternoon or whatever. Or they may not acknowledge that you spoke. You have to find some way to suck that up. I, I think that um, one of my issues is having to account for people who are discount in their behavior. If you're discounting me, I need to find a place for that so I can appease you. So the only person that's changing in that equation is me, not you. Because if I keep attending to you and your bad behavior, then you never have to do anything. And it's just something wrong with that equation, which is why I wrote the book. And, and I hear these conversations a lot. I talk about these things with my girlfriends. So I don't know if it's fair for me to say everybody needs an etiquette workshop. I don't think that that's fair. But I really do believe that everybody needs to take a look at self. I do. I think that if you say something, you need to pay attention the way to the way that somebody responded to you or not, you know, and ask them, do, you know, well, what was it about that that offended you? People don't ask questions like that anymore. So you're left thinking, well, they don't care. They don't care about how I feel. They just care about their five minutes or however long it took them to do their monologue and they're done. That's not engagement. That's not connection. And I can respect the fact that you're rude. I just don't have to be the thing that you walk on. <laughs> oh, I like the way you say that. Oh. And, I, and I, I totally live by that, Kevin, because it has gotten ridiculous. Kids are that way. And there's a certain position that you have to have in order not to even have that kind of exchange with a child because uh, I am not fighting the child. I'm not going to do it. It's just, I don't have to, I'm an adult. I don't have to have a words with a kid. You're a kid. What do I look like arguing with a kid? You know, uh, and, and I, I live in a place where, you know what, I'm willing to give it all up to you because I'm not going to be the casualty of the situation. So you can have all of that. You know, I can be wrong in the situation 
And I think that's probably what has to happen for the, ter- the tide to change a bit, for the people to see themselves. People need to start walking away. People need to start saying, this is enough, I'm not doing this. And I'm not doing this. And even if it comes to the fact that you have to tell someone, this conversation is trash and I don't want to be a part of it. I think that's okay to say, you didn't call the person trash. But if somebody is pulling you into something, and that's what happens today. It, it happens if you walk into an environment with mania and you're in a bad disposition, you're pulling people into that. Because they don't know. They don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like when I was uh, driving the bus, and I'm not doing it currently, but when I was, um, I made it a practice to say, hello. To everyone that got on the bus. Hi, how are you? Hello. Nice to see you. It's something. Didn't have to be much. It just, I, I was acknowledging them as a human being. Right. Right. That they, that they existed. That they were there. That it, and that I recognized that they were, that they were there. I uh, did a survey amongst myself one time. And I counted up how many people got on my bus versus how many people actually responded to me saying, hi, how are you? Which generally means that you're soliciting a response from somebody. If you, if you say, hi, how are you? You expect them to say hi back or something. 20%. My number was 20% of people that would get on the bus would actually respond to what I said. The rest of them just walked right on by like I didn't exist. And, uh, I, and I, I determined at that point, and that's why your book is so, so important. I determined at that point that there is something fundamentally wrong with the people that if the, if they can't even acknowledge another human being, uh, by just saying hello, it, 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 it just amazes me. Right. And, and choosing, you have to choose to be present in your situation and most people are not. And uh, I have been in conversations and I've said, do you see me? Because clearly we're not having the same conversation, you know, and it gets their attention. And I'm all about getting the person's attention because you are engaging with me. That's what you're supposed to be doing. If someone calls me and they are not talking like I'm, I'm the entertainment on call. I'm going to get off that phone call because this is a social call. We are, we both have work to do. And it's not an interview where you're asking me a bunch of questions. You know, we know each other. What is it that you, that's hard about being conversational? You think of a topic. If you watch the news and you say, I was watching the news today. So you're telling me what you did. And I saw this and that. Well, I am supposed to engage in that by saying, if either I didn't see it, tell me a little bit more about that, or I found that interesting. We have gotten so lazy, we put all the work on somebody else, or we don't even care, we don't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody, nobody is doing anything. And and is that? Do you think that's because of social media and uh, we all have our heads down on our phone? Um, what do you attribute it to? Why has it degenerated into this? So one one of my theories is 
people never wanted to do it in the first place. I, I'm serious. You, you've just been looking for a way out, you know, and these games and phones, that was your way out. You know, maybe you don't like the sound of your voice. I'm sure you've heard people say that. I don't necessarily like the sound of my voice either, but I overshadow that with having something to say. You see what I mean? So that means I'm not wasting people's time talking about junk where I'm actually saying something, where they're listening to what I'm saying and not distracted by what I don't like in my voice. So that's not the focal point. So people are not doing little exercises, but you want other people to invest in you and you're not investing in yourself or the situation. My grandmother used to say, if you want somebody to talk to you, be something to talk to. You know, I like her. If you want, if you want somebody to love you, be lovable. You know, I used to hear her say those things to people because you hear people say a lot of times, "What I want, I want." You know, I, I want better engagement. I want better friends. Well, you get what you are. You get exactly what you are. What you put into the situation is what you're going to get from it. I mean, people have said that. That's not anything that I've come up with. It's really true. You know, I may have put wheels on it on some level. You may have put wheels on it. You know, the people who are actually doing that, I would say, are the people who are putting wheels on it. But the people who, who sit around and lay dormant with their phone or TV or whatever, they've been waiting to do that. It's easy. I guess. Yeah, it is because nobody, uh, you're not having to be accountable. You're not responsible. You don't have, have to have skin in the game to show up. You know, you just, I'm here. You know, you wanted me to come, so you do everything. That's kind of how the, the mindset is. Kids are like that with school. I don't want to come here. My mother dropped me off here. <laughs> but, but you know, this is the thing. Then take a risk, kid. If you don't really want to be here, you could have, when your mom drove off, you could have went walking down the street. But you're not willing to take a risk. You understand? I'm not, I wouldn't advocate really for somebody to do that, but I'm always thinking those kind of things when I hear somebody say, well, you wanted me to do this. I didn't ask for this. Well, that doesn't mean that you have to do it. You're not held hostage. None of us are. But if you show up, there are designated things that we all have to do because we showed up. I was invited on your show. You didn't invite me on your show just to sit here and look at you like I'm looking at TV. You know, <laughs> I have to actually do something we have to engage and, and people will say you know it started with have you ever heard somebody say this this is i actually hate this phrase that's not my job have you ever heard somebody say <laughs> oh that's that's, that's one of that's one of my hot button points that, that when somebody says that uh, uh, yeah i get it yeah you're right 
Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. So I think, okay, and then this is the other thing. Like you say, what do I think started this? Okay, there are a few things. One, we don't say anything about somebody's trashy behavior or lackluster behavior. We don't say anything about it. This is another phrase. Well, that's them. <laughs> I, and, and you know what I say? I found all y'all here together. So it's no, that's them. If we hear, and like at my job, I say all the time, if you fail, I fail, because we're here together. Right. And that's, and that's how that works. If, uh-uh, that, that doesn't have anything to believe. That's not my job. I'm supposed to do this. You, it is amazing that people really do live in that place, whether it's in relationship, work, friendship. Well, in friendship, they'll say, well, she's the social butterfly. Let her go out there. You know, I mean, this is, we've heard people say things like this, and most people don't say anything about it. No, no, we, nobody wants to be, no one wants a confrontation. We, we just does it have to be confrontational, Kevin? Does it have to be? No. That's, that's where I come in with the whole knowing how to communicate with people. You don't have to have a fight just because you disagree. You don't have to have a fight because you are enlightening another person. If we change the way uh, we change the words that we use when we are talking to someone, like instead of saying, well, look, I'm just trying to tell you how it's going to go. Instead of saying that, well, how about we both get a little enlightenment from this situation? Because that's all you're doing. If you're telling somebody, hey, I'm just telling you, then you're being enlightened just like they are. So why not just change the lingo a little bit? It's not to appease anybody, but you do have to soften some blows. You do. Well, and, and some people will take offense no matter what you say if you disagree with them. But you're right in that, that if you see... The art of communication is really key if you're going to get anywhere in, in this world. If you're going to survive in a job, if you're going to be promoted, if you're going to interview well, you need to be able to communicate effectively, understand what the words mean, how they're being perceived, and so that you can move forward. And that your book talks a great deal about, about communication and the art of it. I see so many people in, in married life that, that, that they're together all the time, but there's a lack of communication. They, they're not doing it deeply in, in stuff. Right. I am actually working on my next book, and uh, I will share the title with you. Um, if only you knew how to talk to me. Oh, I love that. That's the title. And uh, it practically writes itself because I find in my situations, and, and it's caused me to question myself a lot. Like, why am I even in this business? Nobody is listening to me. You know, 
it doesn't matter that they have deemed me an expert on this subject matter. The people who are close to me that I engage with, they don't care nothing about what I'm saying. So <laughs> still do. And I, and I say it, but I say it to them. I mean, I just had a conversation with my girlfriend the other day and I said to her, I don't know why you even talk to me. You don't listen to nothing I say. <laughs> and and I, for me, that would break my heart if someone told me that. But we're we're void of feelings today. You know, you if you feel anything, you're weak. That's not true. I don't even know where that comes from. I don't either. Huh? I don't. I don't either. But but you are right in that the people call you weak if 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 you're not strong, if you don't have a strong opinion, if you're not going to fight back, you would be called weak. But that's not that's not good communication either. I saw a uh, I guess it's a meme or a quote or something, and it said uh, it referenced not caring about what people think. And every time I hear somebody say, oh, I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I'm like, I would never say that I have a business. I care about what people say about my content, my business, how I handle them, because we are our business. When you are in business, it is you. It is an extension of you. And so you do care about it. You don't care about it to the fact that if somebody doesn't like what you put out there, that you got to slit your wrist. It's not to that point, but you care enough to get feedback. So if there's something that you can adjust, something you need to tweak, you're open to doing that. But, but everything is built around rudeness. A lot of the memes that you see on you know, and I see women who are single who want to date. Every meme, every meme that they put out there is something derogatory about a relationship or a man. Well, do you date? Do you want to date? Or, or you don't? Nobody can read through. Nobody can read through it. Do you see what I mean? Nobody, because if you're on social media, they think whatever you put on your page is what you believe. So if you say, oh, I just saw that and I just put that on my page, and you're a grown person, that, that doesn't match. And it has people kind of confused about who you are and what your beliefs are and everything. Or you say, oh, I didn't mean that. Nobody knows what you meant. They know what you did. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing about social media is that once it's up there, it's there for like the rest of your life. Right. And, and, and kids don't recognize, people don't recognize, even adults don't recognize that, that your social media, they look at that when you're getting a new job, they look at all of that kind of stuff. So you have to be very careful. Right. They look at it. They do. If you are, if they're calling you to speak to their organization. They look at your social media. Oh, yeah. And I, I do believe uh, that you get some freedom. You know, that there is, I do believe in freedom of speech, but I also believe that you need to mind your manners as well. 
So freedom of speech doesn't mean you act like a buffoon. Freedom of speech means that you are, you are, you, you can speak freely and you can speak with expression and you can be creative in your speech. It doesn't mean that you can be disrespectful and, you know, ridiculous and offensive. Um, well, and then you fight that. Why, why, why fight when you know you did breach? You know, so I think that a lot of times we, we have, well, now a lot of times today, we twist things, you know, to make it work for us. Uh, you know, everybody has a platform now if they're on social media. Yeah, no, you're right. Everyone, and well, you know, what I find interesting is that it used to be that now I, you look like a very uh, young, well put together person, and have been, have, but I'm a little older, and I remember. I'm a little older. Yeah. I'm a little older. Well, I know, but you're still, you're still. I'm falling apart. Older. You're not. You're not there. You're. You're doing. You're doing really quite well, and. <laughs> But I remember when, you, but the news media and stuff, and and when people would would talk, um, and uh, in blogs and stuff. Well, blogs didn't exist, and I'm probably cutting my own throat here. But but uh, podcasts didn't exist, and uh, so the people that you listen to in the media, and that had a platform, you you believed in what they were saying because they had a platform. And now everybody can have their own platform. You can say whatever you want in 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 your world, and uh, um, which can be because so we all think that we've got a platform, but that's really not the case. Um, you can say it, but and but nobody has to believe your what you're selling if right. if, if it doesn't make any sense. Right. 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 You know, and what you what you do makes sense. So, so let's 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 talk about your your business for a second. So, I need etiquette training because I'm going to the biggest interview of my life. Can you help me interview well? I can. And first, to do that, I have to ask you a series of questions. Um, what kind of job is it? What what skill set you have, and then we have to communicate about how you feel about speaking in public, you know, being asked questions on the spot, and um, so I can get a feel for how you, how you respond to different things. And then probably off the top of my head, I would just throw some questions at you to start to see what I'm working with. And then we talk about uh, dress code. We talk about how far you wanna go in the position. Um, we talk about how you take direction from authority, how you feel about authority. <laughs> and, you know, I ask a lot of questions about following directions because I am a firm believer that if a person cannot follow directions, they're, they're not gonna go too far. I mean, it's, it's true. No, because yeah. in life, 
you're going to have to follow somebody's directions. So whether it's regarding speed limit, whether it's regarding, you know, how to behave uh, in public, what, on some level, there's some directive that you're going to have to follow in your life. And oh, if you, yeah. you know, but if you're going for a job, we have to talk a lot about following direction and, and talk about how if the person doesn't have direction. And I also let people know you should be interviewing the interviewer as well. Because after you sit there, you may not, you may decide you don't want the job and you're, it's, it's your right not to take it. You don't have to take something because it's offered to you. So, uh, and how to do that. If there's something that you want and you don't know how to ask for it, I cover those kind of things in the interview um, preparation as well. You know, that's a really good point because I can't tell you, I was in the restaurant business for many years and mm -hmm. also in, in management and, and district management and all that kind of stuff. I can't tell you how many people I've interviewed and they never asked me a question. They never asked what the, the hours are going to be like. They never asked what, uh, um, what I, they could expect as far as their trips go. They never, you know, they never asked what's Friday night like here. You know, they, they, things that really would matter to somebody that was going to be working there. It's like you would think that they would ask those sorts of to determine whether or not. Well, you know, if, if you're not very busy on Friday night and I need to make more tips, maybe this isn't the right fit for me kind of thing. Right. People, people don't ask questions like that. And I wonder a lot of times if it is because they don't know that they can. A lot of times in an interview, people think, well, it's just for the interviewer to interview them and not for them to ask questions. I don't know where that even comes from. Um, I, I ask questions in interviews. I ask questions of people who are hiring me to be their etiquette coach because I don't want uh, every client. I don't, I mean, I want a client that's going to do the work because it is work. And, you know, this is the other thing. One of my favorite things about being a business owner, and this is so sad, but I always think that I should tell, I'm a fan of the good, the bad, and the ugly. I am. Because it takes all of that to make something beautiful. And that's how I approach my business. So one ugly thing about me is this. My favorite thing is to tell a client, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know, because if, think about it, when you have a business, your potential client can hit you in the pocket, right? right. By, by not doing business with you and telling all their friends, hey, hey, don't, don't you dare call Tony Dupree. We, mm -mm, she's terrible. It may not even be the truth, but you can do it. Sure. As a business owner, I can do the same thing. And and really to protect your business, you have to. Right. And, you know, because my grandfather used to say, you don't ever want to do anything starving. Yeah. Well, you need, well, you need that client. 
If you take someone and you can see something is not right, that you're going to lose your mind trying to help them or work with them, don't do it. And there are things that you know intuitively, intuitively when you're talking to someone, this is not going to work out for me. That's a referral. That doesn't mean that, and this is stuff, and you know, Ken, this is stuff that I think people should be talking about because small businesses aren't needy. You know, just because we're small businesses don't mean that we are eating out the trash can and we're just waiting for anybody to come. Small businesses mean that's how you're operating. You operate as a small business. Right. So, um, but you're not lowly. And I, and I don't, I don't really like when people talk about small businesses like that. It is, you know, some people are small by design, you know, and that's what they, they want to be small because that's easier to manage. And you should manage better for you what works for your style of management as opposed to doing something huge and you get all over your head and then you wind up losing business. Because you grew too fast, or you did too much. Well, and someone like you, that your business is based upon, in in many ways, is based upon your personal skills, your personal charm, how you put it forward. It's hard to teach that to somebody else. Then to to grow your business to a great degree, you would have to duplicate who you are. That's hard to do. Isn't it? it is, and you have to trust that people. Uh, we'll do it. And, and, and the thing about this kind of business is you have to want to do it. And money can't be your driving force. Nope. Because your reward isn't in the money. Your reward is in the result of the service that you provide. And when you know, like, truly, I am a service provider. I am of service to people and and because I want you to want I want you to have what you want so if you come wanting to be better I want that just as much or more than you do so we can do some great work together if you do the work and I'm thinking if you want to you're going to do the work but I have been hired by people that just wanted an etiquette coach because it sounds good to say, I don't know that it sounds good to have an etiquette coach or not. I don't know. But I know that that has been an experience that I've had before. And I don't like that, you know, because then no work is being done. So you don't see any result. So that's how we rate ourselves based on the result that we see in our clients. Exactly. Now, I, I'll tell you, I have uh, done interviews and I work with several people who actually interview their customers, interview their clients, because if it, if it isn't a good fit, just what you're saying, if it's not a good fit, if you're not going to do the work and there will be work, there's going to be homework, there's going to be stuff that you're going to have to do in order to get to the goal that your stated goal of whatever that is, in order to get to your goal, you're going to have to work at it. Right. And, and so it doesn't make any sense 
for you as a business owner to put a lot of effort and time into somebody who's not going to do the work. Um, uh, that's right. That's right. And it's going to actually harm you as a business person because you, this is a product. This individual is a product that you're putting out there. And at the end of this time that you're working together and they say, Oh, well, it didn't work. I didn't, I didn't get anything out of it. And, I, I and it's, it, but it, it is like, my name is attached to that. Yeah. The, the results are attached to whatever it was that you did. And if they don't do the work now, they're not going to say, well, you know, she was great, but I just didn't do the work. I was lazy and, and I, I just didn't feel like I wanted to. And she's, she's good, but she's not a miracle worker. I mean, that's not how that conversation goes. <laughs> yes. And, okay. and so, it's funny because I do tell people I don't do magic. I'm not pulling any rabbits out of my hat, but but I definitely can work with you because I know that my process and my product works. I know it does, you know, because it is something. So best practice is what I live by. And if I can't do it, then I'm not going to do it. If I, you know, if there are some situations we face and you know, you say to yourself, I'm, I'm not gonna be great in this situation. You know, who am I kidding? Let me not. And you have to be honest with this. It's a very honest business because you are working with real people and real people who are coming to you with things like some people not being able to eat alone in a restaurant in public, you know? If I don't know, like one of my things that I say is you have to be pure, you have to have a pure heart, and you have had to work on your own stuff. If I have a bias, I don't take that home. If if when I sit down and I feel some kind of way, because it is possible, people do, and then I'm gonna uh oh, we we've been breaking up here just a little bit, uh, I, and I'm not sure why. Can you hear me? Okay, I can. Up for you? Uh, your your internet is uh, is doing crappy things. Oh, <laughs> From, no. Um, it, no, it's better now. It, but but re repeat what you just said because that was important. Um, which the the whole thing? Not the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start the interview all over. You know, I'm I'm kidding. Um, it's uh, by the way, I have enjoyed immensely talking with you. You you oh, are this has been fun. This has been fun. I love the show. It's so it's so laid back, and when you just talk about really really real things, I love it. Well, that's, that's, you know, it's important that we, and that's why I love having people like you on because you can provide a, um, um, a, an aspect of humanity that a, that a lot of people, I hate to use this term, a lot of people, but we could all learn from somebody about etiquette and about treating each other well. There's, I think there's this book, I think it's a, a, a I think they call it the Bible or something where it says treat others as you would like them to treat you and stuff. And <laughs> I, 
but we don't we don't seem to to uh, adhere to that very well these days. You know why? Because most people don't know how they want to be treated. Um, think about this. This is my this is my experiment that I like to do. When you give somebody a compliment, if they are surprised by that, you see? Yeah. Yeah. So when, and they don't know what to do with it, like they don't know, oh, wow. You know, it, it you know, throws the whole conversation off sometimes. Yeah. I always tell people, keep giving a person like that a compliment. And because they usually don't know what they like because they haven't had enough of what they like. Right. And, and we do not treat ourselves. We, and I'm not talking about to dinner. I'm saying really celebrate. I don't care if you made your bed up the whole week. Celebrate that because it's consistency. Right. You're celebrating consistency. You know, right. and that's an area where people struggle with. You know, you can get a couple of good days out of somebody, but you can forget a whole month, you know, from the person. You know, I, I, I say I can do good by myself every day, but I need you in order to do great. Oh, I like that. That's very good. We're not in this world by ourselves. And I need to pay attention to how you respond to the things that I'm saying so I'll know to give you more or less. If I'm not paying attention to you and you always, and you feel like, I felt like this, the things that I'm saying to you, I felt like this in conversation. Some, I feel like this right now with some people that I deal with. And when you try to have the conversation, they're not listening, but that doesn't stop me from having the conversation because you're still talking to me. And if you're still talking to me, I need to let you know what I respond to and why I'm not responding to what you're giving me. But people don't know that because they haven't experienced enough of what they like and they've had too much of what they don't like. So they don't even hear the good in the conversation. That's why I believe that happens. Uh, yeah, and well, the the other thing that that uh, it's been my experience that that sometimes because a conversation can be considered um, a back and forth, an adversarial thing, a, a um, I'm smarter than you or you're so rather than listening to what the other person is saying mm-hmm. while while they're talking. We're trying to come up with our comeback or what we're going to say next, and we miss the entire gist of that they're even talking about. So uh, the conversations become dysfunctional. Right. Right. And nobody's saying anything about it either. They just say, well, I'm not going to talk to them no more. (laughs) That happens. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking with Tony Dupree. She's got uh, she has got three books. Number one, go to Amazon and look at her reviews. Did, did you see your reviews lately? No, they're, 
they're all five stars. Really? Oh yeah. Well, hold on just a second. Um, straight. You go straight from the from the teacup. The uh, and it. Uh, that's a five stars. You've got ten ratings in there. You didn't do all those yourselves, no. I did not. <laughs> but then you you only got one mother and uh, and stuff. So no, so you, it, it's a book that you should get. It's uh, I, I love I love the premise of it. It's about being human and and taking care of each other, uh, which is really the bottom line for all of us, anyway, right? Right. It is. Thank you so much, Kevin. Your show is a delight. I love it. Well, I'm so glad. I, I, and by the way, you're a podcaster of note yourself. No, I don't have a podcast. You don't? Oh, there, there, well, there's somebody who is somebody who is um, uh, masquerading as you, as Tony Dupree. There is somebody named Tony Dupree with a podcast. I kind of assumed. Was, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm gonna look it up. Well, yeah. Well, you should have a podcast because you got a lot to say. And I, you know, would you would you come back and we do this again? Yes, I would love to. I would love to. Anytime. Well, you're delightful, and Thank you. uh, and you work. You're working hard, and and by the way, are you able to? Um, because of Zoom and all of that, are you able to work with anybody from anywhere around the world? Oh, yes. Yes. I do Zoom. And I also I, I was traveling, but not now. I mean, <laughs> no. So so um, if you would like to uh, contact Tony and work with her and find out more about her business and what she does, how do they get a hold of you? So they can go to my website, which is dupreeacademy.com. And there's a customer submission form to fill out, and it comes directly to me. Or they can contact me on social media, you know, Tony Dupree on uh, Facebook and Instagram's etiquette A N D style. And I'm on Twitter, but I don't do Twitter a lot. I, <laughs> I find that Twitter is so re restrictive because you only get so many characters. See, and I'm I'm all about. I I have a youngest son. I need to send him to you, by the way. And he's he's 28, and he will sit there and he will text. He doesn't talk on the phone. Can't get him to talk on the phone. And and I said, but son, when you're texting somebody, you have no earthly idea what their inflections mean, how yeah. they feel, what the emotions are coming out. Of and he says, "Well, I don't need to know any of that." And and I said, "Well, wow. why do you?" I, I said, "Well, why do you really just want to text?" And he said, "Well, because I can control the conversation I'm having with multiple people at the same time." And not have to, including multiple girls at the same time, and not have to worry about any. So, I mean, he's got this whole plan of how, wow. it, but it's not human. I said, but you're losing the human contact. And he said, well, well, whatever. Has he always been like that? Uh, yeah, 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 I'm afraid. I'm afraid wow. That. That's amazing. Because I would get tired of texting. So, so do I. I and besides, I would rather have an in-depth conversation with somebody, but he learned the art of this um, so that he could talk to multiple girls at the same time uh, who didn't know about each other. And he's, 
okay, my son's a scumbag. What can I tell you? <laughs> wow. So you were raised in a Casanova. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he's always been he's always been called a pretty boy. I'll have to show oh, you. He's, oh, okay. he, he's one of those kids, unlike unlike his dear old dad or his brother, he's never asked a girl out for a date in his entire life, and he's had girlfriend after girlfriend after because he's a pretty boy. Oh, uh, wow. But, but you know something? What, I'm learn what I've learned as I've gotten older is the pretty boys, because it comes easy to them, mm -hmm. um, they, they don't have the humanness that is necessary to have a solid, deep, important relationship. Right. Right. It's all superficial. They won't get that one. Yeah. You, they yeah. get the groupies, but they won't get that one, that one special one. They won't get her. No. Because well, often, because if she's not, if she's not like a 10, he won't even talk. Wow. Ooh-wee. He is something. That's yeah, you know, I need to send him to you or a psychologist. One of the he, he will only deal with me if he can text. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have to text all the work to him. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's how he rolls. That's how that's he rolls. something. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so it, it's a bit it's a bit of a dysfunctional uh, thing. And, and I, next next time I'll tell you the story of uh, um um. I, actually, I should write a book about it. It's called uh, "Video Game Beer and a Baby." Oh no! Are you gonna don't write that book? Don't. <laughs> It's, it would be a biography of somebody I know. Very, you know. Unless, unless it had a really killer title. Yeah. I think you could put something together. <laughs> Especially yeah. using the word beer. I think you could do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I enjoy, I actually see this, this is what I love to do is talk, is talk to incredible people like you that, are, that really have a purpose and a mission in life. And uh, I want to support you any way I can. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I, I want to come to Seattle. Well, come on, man. I, I now I, I live right next to the airport, so I would pick you up, take you to your hotel, and and we can have dinner, provided COVID's over and all that kind of good stuff. So, uh, well, that sounds good. So we'll have to keep in touch. We will. Well, you're going to be come back on the show. Yes, and I'll, I'll send you my my contact information and everything so we can keep in touch because I want to give you a copy of the next book. Do you have a copy of Straight Up From The Teacup? I don't have a copy of that uh, as yet. Um, that, that would... oh, I would have to. I would have to. You send me your information and I'll get you a copy of the book, okay? I will do that. I will okay. do that. And by the way, I want to give a shout out to Tracy uh, uh, Lamori. Uh, yes, Tracy. She's everything. My publicist is everything. Yeah. So um, Lamori on uh, Media and I are working together, and I've given her Fridays on the podcast to bring people like you uh, from her stable of all of her folks. Oh, and, that's awesome. Thanks, Kevin. So, so she can have, because uh, I, I, I like the way she works, and I like the person she is, and, and I need content. So I need good content from people like you 
provide that. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. This is awesome. Now, before we go, is there anything that you, I give I give the floor to my guest for you to say anything to our audience about anything. Okay. I want to leave your audience with this one tip. Improving me as value to the way I see you. That is my mantra for my business. And I want to share it with your audience. Improving me improves the way I see you. That's very good. You've spent some time working on that. That, that, we can, that line in itself could cover a whole show. <laughs> that and and that is a part of thinking people minded. Exactly. Exactly. Again, we've been talking with uh, Tony Dupree. Please go to Amazon and buy uh, uh, straight up from the, from the Yes. And buy that book and get ready for the next book when it's coming out. How long do you figure it'll take before that comes out? I'm trying to uh, narrow some things down so I can focus on finishing it up. So uh, I don't want to give you a time frame, but not too much longer. Maybe by the summer. Maybe right. by the summer. Well, you got time now. You can't leave the house. So. Yes, I can't. Right. Yes. So, right. I have to close the show, so hang with me for just a second, and I'll be right back, okay? Okay. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening today. It's been another awesome show. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other is all we've got. See you next time on My Independent Trip.